well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Adam's gay, and Ryan's not here. It's Homo Superior. Issue 77? Issue 77. All right. Did we do a special on 66? We did one on 69. Why would we do 66? Order 66. Order 66? Yeah. It's we like, didn't. Oh, that's the Star Wars one. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I get it. I get what you're putting. Oh, no, we saved it, it for like, the sax issue. For we were yeah, we were too excited for sixty nine. Ninety six. That's right. Yeah. So um, it's February and it's Black History Month, uh, and what we <coughs> want to do is uh, first mention uh, David F. Walker, who is a comic writer. He wrote a lot of stuff for Marvel and he's starting to do stuff uh, for DC, uh, specifically with Brian Michael Bendis's new uh, Youth Line with Young Justice and the Wonder Twins. He's co-writing a book with Bendis called Naomi. But for Marvel... Smalls. Naomi Smalls, exactly. <laughs> Fuck <96. Naomi> Smalls. <laughs> really, what's the point? Manila all the way. Anyways. We're yeah, exactly. Processing. We're still shook uh, from last week's RuPaul's Drag Race. But uh, David F. Walker, he's starting his own new comic book company um, mm. called Solid Comics. Uh, and the first title is a wrestling comic, actually. And I'm trying to remember the name of it. One Fall... One Fall, is that the name mm-hmm. of it? Um, he's a very good writer. He's written some stuff that I really dig, including a run about Luke Cage and with Iron Fist. I think he did Power Man and Iron Fist. Is that right, Ooh. Clark? Which one was this? It's oh. one with the cartoony art that came out maybe three, four years ago. It looks like Marvel a comic, now. maybe. Yeah, one of those things. <laughs> yeah. That is. Like yeah. everyone's drawn. I didn't read any of them for yeah. the last couple of years. But he is a very talented writer, um, so really excited that he's starting his own um, his own comics. But what I wanted to do is have a discussion with all of you, since it is uh, the beginning of Black History Month. Uh, let's name our favorite uh, black characters from comics, movies, and TVs, as well as our favorite black creators from all three of those medium as well. So who wants to go first? I mean, I first want to make uh, a pitch that... Uh, we all pretend Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern didn't happen and that we get a remake oh. with Jon Stewart because yes. that was the Green Lantern I knew. Yeah. From Justice League? I, yes, and I so. did not know that there was a white one Yeah, and I was very concerned when I saw that guy. They were literally uh, black. Yeah, Green Lantern was going to be a white face. Yeah, yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. Um, I want Kyle Rayner myself. Who's Latino? Everybody hated him. Didn't no, Kyle Rayner was a great character. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, but well, like, like who would? So okay, I think. I mean, aren't they going to try and do that? Won't they try the next time Green Lantern? Comes I think back? it'll be Green Lantern Corps, but they'll probably make John Stewart and like Hal Jordan. They'll have like a cast. Yeah, some uh, we'll talk about it more later. But that was supposed to be part of uh, what the, the Justice League right. yeah. was going to happen in the the sequels. Um, obviously, I pitch it a lot, but March. I think is oh, such a great. So John Lewis is your favorite. John like, Lewis, black, yes, like creator. So it's so fucking good. It, it is really. I good. really enjoy it, but I also wanted to pick uh, something that I want to start reading because uh, I've heard that it's really enjoyable. Uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Ex- yeah, it's excellent series. It's it is perfect for kids and also very fun to read. I got the first for kids of all ages. Would yeah, you say? Basically, no, right. It's a very lighthearted yeah. series. It's but it's very 
fun. Uh, I was going to say flirty, and I was like, that's a terrible <laughs> yeah, yeah. We talked about Brian Singer a couple oh, of podcasts ago. Um, yeah, no, it's an excellent series. I had the first book. I never, I needed to keep going on it. And it was it's also not, huge for Scholastic Book Fairs. I remember it that was. was a big article that's about why that. That's why it doesn't make that's any so money well, in comic yeah. form, but it makes a ton of money in Scholastic form. And it's also on Marvel Unlimited, which we... Uh, oh, read. shit. Yeah, we, we can read stuff on there. Um, well, I mean, I feel like you have to call it the Black Panther in the course of this. Uh, yeah conversation i actually was when i was thinking of tv my brain immediately went to uh dave Chappelle. i know that like he's been kind of on a not great train these days like i found his more netflix specials to be a bit more derivative just because it's like the same comedy transplanted 15 years later but Chappelle's show when it came out uh i guess was 2003 i think like i was just 2003 yeah exactly um and like just incredible like my roommate and i would just watch like the fucking sketches constantly it was super funny and, like, I know he's, like, had a really interesting, like, period post that show, but I think so many people have hopefully, like, gained their sense of humor and comedy from that, like, two-year chunk. Like, those sketches still hit really big. I mean, they're yeah. honestly When perfect. Keeping It Real goes well, wrong. Well, that, yeah. Oh, my God. Poor Brendan. Or uh, scratching up cars. KKK. Uh, that, that was the first episode. Was say, I forget what sketches. his name is. I was thinking of Tyrone Biggums, but that's when he's the crack guy. But the, the crack guy. But I forget the name of, but, like, that's seriously... And it's so timely. I mean, if you looked at the fucking news recently, yeah. Like, yeah. So that's a that's a big one for me. And then I just, think you chose that as one of your fa- favorite black comics creators. <laughs> uh, no, black characters com- and com- comics as in comedian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. That's how I was not one that's like okay, not enough. Why do why do you hate women and lesbians? No, we were talking about creators on TV. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. like Wanda Sykes, but she hasn't really done anything performatively that I've been interested in in like ten years. Have you not seen the Twitter uh, show Animals? No, it's oh, on HBO. Yeah, it's got, it gets a lot of uh, rave reviews, but nobody watches it. It's a critical darling because I I watched the started watching the first season. I didn't connect with it too much. I think it's because it's a lot of vignette stories. You don't like of, seeing yourself portrayed on screen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of vignette stories and not, and maybe they start to try, I actually started watching because the third season got previewed and that looked like it was a more cohesive storyline. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be like, I think during the apocalypse or whatever, but we'll get to that later on when we talk about Marvelous X-Men. If I can steal what possibly is going to be Kaylin's Thunder is Miles Morales in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. No. Oh, actually, really? that, I wasn't going to say that, but that is actually a really good one. Oh. Uh, also his uncle, Donald Glover. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Prowler. No, no, just Donald Glover. Just Donald Glover, yeah. yeah. This is America. Yeah. Clark, who, who are yours? Who do you got, Clark? My number one is Michaela Cole. Uh, she's the lead character and writer of uh, Chewing Gum. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tracy yes. from Chewing Gum. She's, she's also been in own... two Black Mirror episodes. And she's uh, got USS a movie Callister. coming out. She's got like a it's Netflix movie or something. Black like Earth Rising. Yes. But it's not a movie. It's a it's a Limited series. Miniseries, yeah. yes. And she's my favorite. Uh, I think comic-wise, Monica Rambeau. Great character. She's my favorite. Love her. Misty Knight. Misty Knight. Yes. yes and then sure. from non-Marvel, Agent 355. From, from White Last, Last, Last Man. Man. Absolutely. Um, so creator wise from comics, uh, his, he just goes by priest now, but he used to be Christopher priest mm-hmm. and he is a longtime writer for both Marvel and DC and he's never gotten the acclaim that he deserves, but he wrote the quintessential run of black Panther. As far as I'm concerned, the reason that like we even have a black Panther movie is really because That's of this run, um, where he introduced, uh, uh, he made black Panther like a very Machiavellian type character right. and introduced a lot it. of like sort of like geopolitical stuff, uh, 
with him being the, not just a hero, but also the ruler of Wakanda. Yeah. So it, it, it was really good. And of course, Black Panther is one of my favorite characters Am as I well. Am I mixing him up with someone else? But wasn't he in early comic book conventions, like kind of a upstart? Like he would be critical of a lot of other writers who weren't portraying black characters as being very <clears throat> dynamic and you call them out. You're actually kind of right because he started writing in comics in the early 80s when there was like very few minority creators uh, let alone uh, minority uh, characters leading their own books. Um, and so he definitely uh, would, um, would would call out people. But he also has a story of like when Joe Quesada like, started taking over Marvel Comics, when he started Marvel Knights and he had Daredevil and Inhumans and Black Panther, he came to Priest and he says, I want you to write this. And he's like, Really, you're giving me a black character, right? I want to write Captain America. Like, I, yeah. I don't, just because I'm a black man doesn't mean I need to write a black character. But then he created one of the most, like, iconic and quintessential runs. Uh, you know, like, as much as I respect Tana Hasey Coates, like, I think his run doesn't even hold a candle to, to Bruce's run. Hell that. no. Yeah, I like, but also, wasn't that, like, wasn't that his first comic book run? Tahisi Coates is? It is, but like, you know, we tried the second run or the third run with the, 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 yeah, the, the Wakanda oh, Empire. Oh, that is Galactic exhausting. Empire. I will give it, I was going to mention uh, Tahisi because I, because I think I like, I do think, I sh- want to keep up with myself, I definitely haven't, but I really didn't mind the Captain America run. I know that like, issue by issue, it wasn't really holding together, but I feel like it was telling a, an interesting story. For sure. It's, and I think like, his stuff works better in, in a long form, right. uh, like almost as a graphic novel, whereas Priest was able to, to understand like, oh, yeah, 22 pages uh, and right. like, create these like, discrete units that were really, really interesting to read. Right. Uh, I'll say one more thing about characters, and this comes from TV, uh, The Wire being one of my favorite shows of all time, uh, Omar Little, yeah. who is a black, gay, Robin Hood type character who is an, just such a badass. Uh, and, you know, the fact that, you know, when we didn't have much queer representation in the early 2000s besides Will and Grace and Queer as Folk, he was uh, an unapologetic queer uh, character who also happened to be black and just one of the most compelling and uh, um, I would say um, you know kind of if you look at an alignment chart like like a true neutral character not good not evil not chaotic not mm-hmm. not orderly but uh, he was great there's a lot of good shit going on I was gonna say think about TV creators still like Issa Rae Issa Rae is like Jordan Peele's got all this I was shit waiting for someone right to, to yeah um, and we'd be <clears throat> remiss to move on from a Black History Month recognition. Not talking about Storm, since this is an X-Men-themed podcast. I, I mean, thought you were going to say well, Storm. Well, we were all supposed to not, we were all supposed to not just say Storm, so we... I was just saying one we, person could say Storm. We got that in yeah. there. Along with Bishop. I still... I like Bishop as a character. But I think he's pretty Storm cool. has been in so many of the comics we've read over the past two nothing. years, and she's been given nothing. Yeah, I think you... It's definitely... This is not... She's not, she's not shining not right fault. now. It's yeah. that she's a great character. Yeah. And I'm like, why is she... They haven't been shining with her. They were going to have a series of her, and then it was canceled, yeah. and I guess they were probably holding her. It was Tana Hasey Coates who was going to write it, too. I think they were just Well, it didn't work out. It didn't work so out. So they didn't use her. You know, I'd love if they get like someone like Ava DuVernay or somebody who's outside mm-hmm. of comics to like come and do a, a run for Storm. I don't know how good it would be, but I think it would get a lot of acclaim. And let's but. also remember Bloodstorm. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, she did a lot. She yes. died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Who do you think? Oh, I guess Storm would be what Krull would pick if you he were here. Sir, he definitely would have picked Storm. Yeah. Although I'm trying to think of. 
trying to think of any bishop's other... a bishop's a great character as well yeah he definitely doesn't get nearly enough acclaim like i feel like he's just always like uh they use him as this plot exposition he had very shitty years that's why yeah he yes he did crazy his shit. i'm gonna kill hope yeah. yeah blow up shit years and then he got better demon bared and it was fucking dumb yeah. well if we're talking if i'm thinking like more about black characters in superhero movies who were treated poorly mm-hmm. uh darwin in first class is one oh. of the things that annoys me the uh, most. For uh, sure. That's the like, reason why I can't This guy's a really cool, neat character. Why did we save the girl who can fly like a, a sprite? Was it Sprite? What was her name? Pixie. Was Pixie. Yeah. No, it was not Pixie. It was Angel. 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 Uh, my, she can shoot she, fireballs at her. But she now. wasn't interesting. I know. She was awful. Also, they made his character basically invulnerable and he's the first one to be killed off. They should never, like they never put him in. It is no. a movie. It, it's like a sci-fi trope. They had to kill trope. him off because he would be too important and and powerful. Yeah, they should never, uh, just never have had him. Never have had him. And we'd also be remiss to not bring up Brenda from Scary Movie because <laughs> yes, fucking fantastic. Oh my Did you God. see that? Like she loves the gays. Yeah, like she's like these her, gay people uh, have made her. Uh, like, Regina Hall. She's yeah, so fucking she's phenomenal. So good. She's, she's so good. You know, how, like I like tend not to be one of those people that get too excited about like super celebrities. Yeah. She's the perfect celebrity I would love to see because it's like she just seems like such a fun, genuine person that is also like. Successful and great. So in DC Comics, there is one uh, black character that I absolutely love called Mr. Terrific. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he's in a bunch of comics, and on on, on yeah, he's the Arrowverse, yeah, Arrowverse, they made him. They made him gay. Yeah, in the Arrowverse, very which is really cool, cool. On that. Super yeah. fun comic, like relief, but also they yeah. treat the character really respectfully. Yeah. Um. So let's skip over it. We're just yeah. giving a list of black people we like <laughs> is getting a little strange. Well, I was about to change the topic, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, we're getting weird. Yeah. Yeah. Who else is a good black? <laughs> Christ, no, forget That's why, as soon as we it's, started to say actors, we enjoy. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Star Wars Episode Nine is supposed is rumored to get its uh, subtitle dropped, released. Yeah. Um, we don't know what it is yet, but let's go around and pitch what we think the title should be, or and or a plot for it. Um, Adam looks fresh and ready to say something. Um, I'm gonna think a little bit more on this with my joke one because the whole thing that I was thinking about was. Kids are the future. Are they? so well because that's the it's end. That's Houston. the end of the the end of the second movie. No, he's a slave, and he'll always be a slave, and he'll always use a broom. <laughs> that's why mine up, was uh, well. So my horse Dobby Elves. So I'm gonna have a real one as I listen to you all talk. But my first one is the Force Awake Kids. <laughs> okay, <Aww. laughs> it's no, it's that's where they like, like all the Jedi's are babies, <laughs> Muppet they're, babies. They're all Benjamin Jedi. Buttoning. They're actually getting younger <laughs> all of a sudden. That would be a very uh, yeah. Mine was Not very similar. Yeah. It was <laughs> Star Wars Episode Nine, the one with the boy and his broom. <laughs> Just in like the most boring cheese volley. So way. it's like a Friends episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, one, the one with the boy and his broom. Or like Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so mine is uh, semi-serious. Star Wars: A New Order. And then, like, the band New Order, like, scores the entire movie. But no, it's because it, it's evocative of A New Hope, and then it's about, like, how the First Order is, are, like, the antagonists in this trilogy. Right. And then the Resistance realizes, like, after they defeat them, the reason that the Republic didn't work is because they didn't set up any kind of infrastructure, so they just adopt the infrastructure of the, of the Empire slash First Order, and then they, they're like, but we're going to be less authoritarian. Yeah, that kind of fits in with uh, Kylo Ren 
trying to set a different path forward. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's um, a multiple meanings. Also, the head of the resistance now are a married couple. It's Poe and Finn. They decide that they, they love okay. each other. It's and a real fan fic you got going on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just make out for 30 minutes in the middle. It is. That's all it <laughs> is. Yeah, it's the best movie oh, ever. And Hollow's in the back just clapping the yeah. entire time. This is a force ghost. <laughs> but it's actually, it's actually just cardboard cutouts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, since Ryan's not here, I'll do the end of the, the, the Ewok song. All I had was Jedi Another Day. Um, so, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> uh, I couldn't think of what I what, what I would have hard. wanted because when I thought about what I would want the plot to be, I kept thinking about all the ways that uh, the Last Jedi frustrates me and makes me feel good. Yeah, um, that it like they could have done something different with the heroes. They could have mm-hmm. subverted the norms, but then they kind of pumped the brakes and all that. Yeah. For love and whatever. I hear it. What Return about the Casino Planet? What about Star Wars Episode Nine? Jedi can't believe we're still making these. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about some actual. <laughs> I like how none of us had real. That was ideas. a really good little segment. I've never said my good like real one. Uh, no one likes to hear us review our own segments. Yeah. Okay, so um, Kevin Smith uh, recently revealed. Um, what he had heard was Zack Snyder's plans. Yeah, yeah. So I, there's Justice nothing about the sentence that I like. Why? You don't like Kevin Smith? I don't like Kevin Smith. I don't like Zack Snyder. And I don't like any of those words. Um, but did you read the actual synopsis? I it's did. It's kind of cool. It's kind of derivative. Yeah. Nah, it's not a bad idea. I think it... Okay, so... I summarize the... Yeah, so the idea was is that uh, the first Justice League took place, but rather than... What the hell was that shitty... Steppenwolf. Yeah, Steppenwolf, like... Did he actually die or just disappeared? In the first, I don't remember. Yeah, in, in, this, in this cut, it was that dark seed yeah, side, side came down, rescued him, looked at them, and then left. And then the movie was over. So, like Thanos at the and end of Avengers, got it, right. except then, for they knew immediately. And yeah. then the second one, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough now, but I mean, he was. They were. I'm sure they might have had a telegram. So let me finish it, and then we'll talk about it. But yeah. yes. so the second one, then they go into space to go find out who that was and what's going on. They end up meeting up with the Green Lantern Corps, potentially including John, John Stewart. Stewart. Which is what, in the trailer, was supposed to be what Jeremy Irons was saying. He was supposed to be talking to John Stewart or the Green Lantern. They didn't actually specify right. John Stewart. Thank you for yes, being here. Right, that, right. He wasn't talking to Superman, as everyone presumed. And then so, then at the end of that, Dark Side actually comes, conquers Earth, and it's left as like an Empire Strikes Back, sort of like, what will become of the world now? And then the third one is obviously them attempting to fight back, take over, what have you. Has it been done before? Yes. Has it been done on a scale with that ahead of? One thing I just want to add is um, the the dreams that Batman, Mm. Bruce Wayne has in Batman v Superman, the the nightmares, night with a K, uh, is all about... Nightmares. Oh. Nightmares. Nightmares. The old way you pronounce uh, the word. I'm sorry. What did it's you say? The way say? you used to pronounce the word. <laughs> calm down. Calm down. All right. Skip. Wow. Skip. Um, I got a concern. No, but uh, that what he what he what he dreamt about the fever dreams in Batman v Superman was was basically dark sides uh, coming in and creating yeah. a dystopia on Earth. And I gotta say, I it would have been better than anything that DC's been putting out thus far. I don't know. I'm just sick of Zack Snyder's like dystopian, dark, 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 dark. sepia tone. You know, nightmare fueled, whatever. Like it's just, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think it could have been fine if it wasn't only the tone that was driving the plot. 
if it was based off of like some actual like relationships that people had had Correct. and built yeah. and that like the it's easy to take like a broad plot and think oh that sounds really good but if you're just throwing characters together and making them like have unnatural interactions yeah. and terrible dialogue uh, it's not going to be interesting in any way. Which is what probably would have well, happened. That's, well, that's the problem. It's not... Zack Snyder's ability wasn't ever really... It was not, never the tone that was the problem with any of these movies. It was always the dialogue, the actual relationship. It's like what makes the movie good. And that's where Marvel is one. Like Whether it's because of their comedy angle or not, uh, they've just written better connections amongst their characters where it always falls flat. So to that point, like having this cataclysmic takeover of earth works and i mean it's not really that's not what happened that's not what happened in infinity war but this cataclysmic event right you're attached to it because of how much you've come to grow and, and love, love the characters, characters. absolutely but, right but i think right. the dcu they they like the mcu paid attention to their failures they did things in small steps to build this world right and dc's world has always been a separate divergent yeah. mess and they haven't like they don't have the different points to say, here's why this worked compared to this. Right. There's no unitary vision but, that, that and, they're doing experiments on. But that's not even to say that they needed it, too, because a typical trilogy series could get as much of this across as they would want to. I mean, it's tougher, because I actually... Uh, Andrew's playing Kingdom Hearts 3, and we right. were doing... Uh, was it Pirates of the Caribbean World? I went back and read... Like the Wikipedia plus, because the because the, yeah. the third one is about yeah, yeah, good book. The third one is about uh, in Kingdom Hearts three. It's at World's End, which is the third movie in the original trilogy. Yeah. Reading the plot lines on Wikipedia, it, it's like it, it's amazing how I forgot how convoluted it's all of their mess. plots are, and it's like that's a, it's a good point where it's like at least that first one like had good character. Like you probably go back, it's still like a probably seven out of ten sort of movie, but like. It's something that it's worth watching. It's fun. It's interesting. Yeah. The acting is good. The character relations were strong. And the second and third one fell apart more because of the storyline, not because of like anything that was like too outrageous. I you can uh, my main point is like you can still accomplish a lot of that same sort of connection testing what have you, and they just never have gotten that. So, good. Yeah, so and let me give me let me give me something for a minute. Yeah, give Clark a the backbone for this entire DC. Trilogy sounds just like a, a bastard version of everything Marvel just did. That's exactly what I, I completely agree with. Yeah, but that's not fair because I mean, this was like written. I'm assuming a plotline. It doesn't matter. No, I, but I'm if just. You, if, once you realize it's so similar, you just have to throw it out. I don't think that's why they did it, though. I don't know. If it, I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe it sounds Maybe. similar, but I think that. You know, every story broadly is going to sound similar. So I'm actually, I don't think that's a big deal. If, I think it's it's in the finesse. If it happened three years ago and it's the other big comics movie. That's the thing. I think company. like there are just too many unfair comparisons. And if you had a true visionary, like spearheading it, like you could find a way to, you know, to navigate the differences. Like but, making justice the movie. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but, that. <laughs> uh, but Zack Snyder is not that guy. Like he... We've talked about this before. He doesn't do scenes yeah. or plot. He loves moments. Yeah, he loves slow mo- moments. Slow moments, absolutely. <laughs> From the comics he's read, he doesn't like. I mean, Watchmen being the right. perfect example of it, it being such a bad adaptation. Yeah, is he completely <laughs> he uh, the owl ship? Yeah, with Hallelujah <laughs> playing in the background. Um, but you know, he captured like individual panels that Dave Gibbons and Alan Moore did, but like he didn't actually capture the spirit of the graphic novel at all. What's interesting is I think there's a better story happening with all of that. 
um, in the Young Justice cartoon. Yeah. Like, it's the, the long-form storyline that they're telling. Yeah. And I think, you know, DC does so much better with episodic shows, yeah. and Marvel does better with movies. They have, it's amazing sure. that they have such a grasp on... Yeah. Um, Animated yeah. series, is just movies as well. Yeah, yeah 100%. Well, unfortunately, they're not going to have a fuller grip anytime soon, because if you heard the rumor about Batman Beyond having an animated film release... You heard wrong. Because it's we, not you heard from us. <laughs> yeah, you heard from us. We're unreliable. <laughs> unreliable narrators, yeah. absolutely. So apparently they're like, no, the, all those rumors are not true, so stop it, internet. And so we will. And I mean, I get it, because it's like, so soon after the Spider-Verse, it seemed weird. Like, I mean, but I think it would be so ripe for a great, like, the TV series was great, the Return of the Joker movie was fantastic, all animated, all fun. Yeah. And, you know, as much as I'm waiting for the Michael Key and Batman Beyond uh, real-life movie, yeah. yeah, I think it'll, I think it would be a fantastic, to that point, the worlds of DC, mm-hmm. it'd be great to use an animated vehicle to start promoting themselves like maybe that's their that should really be their model. Is like rather than wasting all this time with like um, real life acting, you know, terrible directors, focus on like and good animated movies. Yeah, like, but the fans don't get what they want, and that's why Taikai Watiti is not going to direct Game of Thrones. <laughs> Guardians Game of the Galaxy. Of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Game of He's not. They won't let him. Uh, he's not going to direct Guardians of the Galaxy. He doesn't want to. Though. Three. Yeah, because he's like. His quote was something along the lines of, that's James Gunn's house, and I'm not going to walk in there and say, we're going to do everything differently. Right. Um, Although I do, uh, my more, I think, important question about this is, like, there's so many issues surrounding this movie as far as production goes. Do you think it's, like, been just kind of permanently tainted? Like, there's not a way that you can watch the movie without My it. expectations are going to be very low for a couple of reasons. So, if they do pull it off, like, good on them. Uh, I think they've handled the gun stuff pretty poorly. Marvel, yeah. Disney specifically, not Marvel so much. Um, but also, remember, we didn't really love the second, second Guardian, Gar- Guardians okay. of the Galaxy very much at all. Um, you know, it could it, it could have been good. Um, there's a chance of bringing in a fresh perspective that could make it good. But it's also super tainted, to your point, Brent. I, and I, I don't know. I also don't know what real threads, besides Adam Warlock, they have to really wrap. Warlock's a big thread. No, I know, but they can do that in other ways. What I'm saying is the characters themselves. Like, I'm almost wondering and thinking if they just kind of went back to square run and then did, especially because it just came, like, it became big now, the Asgardians of the Galaxy, like... Really good way to continue. Not that they would like fit that exact mold, but thinking of a way to pivot the series to like get rid of all the get rid of all the bad blood from like all of this and say we're not even going to release this movie. Don't need people talking about it. Yeah, and Ghost Rider. Yeah, Cosmic Ghost Ghost Rider. And I mean, then it's a good way to. They already showed Beta Ray Bill um, in. Oh, right on the Thor. Yeah, 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 but that was just a statue. They also showed a Hulk statue. So, well, because it could be around. Because I don't know. I'm not saying a bad thing. I've said they already showed him, so they already they already fed him. Because then it's also a great way to continue to have uh, Chris Hemsworth do potential cameos. Because I think like. Sooner, I'm not going to want to see a Thor four. I feel like I think I like, do. You do. Oh, well, I think Taika Waititi has said that he's he still do doing a project or working on like negotiating a project with Marvel. So it's unclear what that's going to be, but they like him a lot. I bet you it's like something with Thor and Valkyrie. Or maybe there'll yeah. be the new Wolverine recast. No, movie. I don't want that. Well, I don't it want doesn't that. matter because Kevin Feige is doing it. He's bringing Yay. the mutants into the MCU, yes. so which is probably a good thing. Uh, but I think it's going to be really tough to find some. Even though they've recast Batman and Spider Man, 
uh, quite a bit. Spitterman. Um, James Spitterman uh, is recasting Wolverine, especially for an actor who's played him for 20, almost 20 years. So long. Yeah. You know, I think that's going to be really kind of tough. So I really love what our favorite writer, Tom Taylor, suggested is I wonder who is going to get, they're going to get to play her. That'd be great. Yeah. I'd love uh, for Laura. I'd love for Gabby. Obviously, they'd probably wait on Gabby. But, yeah, for sure. Um, I think Too many Wolverines. If, if they tried to have a Wolverine, mm-hmm. I do think it'd be more interesting if they picked someone who was much shorter. Um, Tom Cruise. Well, yeah, he's... He's 5'5". Five five. Oh, Some... no. Didn't they talk about... Who's like a hairy guy that's short? Who's like, who's like oh, a hairy yeah. hairy Well, you guy. dated one for a while. Ooh. Oh. No. Let's oh, give his SSN We can't out. talk about his name. We don't talk about <laughs> well, his name. I didn't say his name. I'm just saying. his SSN <laughs> I never got it, unfortunately. No credit cards uh, for um, me. T- talking about Kevin Smith again. Did you know Kevin that three Smith? days ago, Kevin, 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 Kevin Smith wants Tom Cruise to play Wolverine, which is that was right, so, right, right, right. so gross. Yeah, so yeah this is why he's dumb. The only reason I would think that is because of how short he is. But yeah. Tom Cruise doesn't want to be the short guy in movies. No, he always wants to That's why they edit movies well and the bigger balance is also like finding because i was literally thinking i'm like i know that i've seen like short like somewhat gruffier maybe a little bit attractive man but like all of every time i think of them in my head all i can see lannister i can just see them playing puck like that's all i can think exactly i was literally just thinking of puck i want puck That costume, Puck's costume is just the worst. Oh, it's the it's best. Great. I love it. So Disney has announced that uh, they are going to keep Deadpool as a part of their uh, production. Smart. And they're going to try and make sure that in any way that they advertise it, they keep that demographic Second. separate from the rest of their right. Disney demographic. And that they have an interest in expanding that R-rated group because they realize how big of a market there is. I was is. so what worried you, about that. What would you name a uh, mature Disney production house? Disney After Dark. Damn. That sounds like porn. Yeah. That sounds like Cinemax. That's it. We uh, know it's Disney <laughs> with two E's at the yeah, end. Yeah. Oh, it's going, yeah, it's always it's a, a Z. D-I-Z. D-N-N-E-Y. No, because it have to be something like it, it has to be something awful because Dis- they went from Disney Play, mm-hmm. which was already bland, to Disney, Disney Plus, Plus, which is somehow blander because they yeah. just took a, a symbol. <laughs> I like like Disney Red. So in the, in the 80s and the, in the <laughs> Disney X Band. A Disney Red film presents. Yeah. In the 80s and 90s, Disney's like more mature uh, film studio was Touchstone Pictures. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. So that no was owned idea. by Disney. So like all like their like huh. raunchier comedies. Wow. And some of their like action movies or like dramas was done, but they were done by Touchstone Pictures. Yeah. And so they are, I didn't realize, I think I knew this, but I forgot that in acquiring Fox, Disney now owns 60% of Hulu. Yeah. And they said that any of their R-rated stuff would yeah. probably go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've talked about that before. That's cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they literally straight up said that this time. Yeah. Um, and other production news. There's supposed to be a rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is the first collaboration being done by Netflix and Nickelodeon. Mm. No ideas when. Uh, no ideas. Just known that it's going to be an animated production. They're also doing a production of a film of Loud House, which is a Nickelodeon show. There's not much to say there, but cool. my my favorite is like I've never heard more corporate speak ruin my childhood. 
The partnership with Netflix is part of Nickelodeon Viacom's broader efforts to tap into Nickelodeon's library of culturally re- resonant properties and produce new content for third-party digital and linear platforms. Right, we're trying to get a synergy <laughs> and see what we can see from a 30,000-foot view. Do you know? But I hope they're thinking outside the box yeah. when they're like thinking about these properties. Jesus Christ. I was like, could you make kids' shows sound any more boring? <laughs> per your last email. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The, the article wasn't written for kids, though. No, but it was like, Bob, but I'm just like... I, no, for kids, by kids. But it's never even occurred to me, like, to listen in on, like, kid property, like, kid organizations, like, uh, investor calls must yeah. be, like, so funny. Yeah, when kids are on that, on their red <laughs> phone, <laughs> classic phones, yeah. and they're making business Mom, calls. the dial-in's not working. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, speaking of... When... What? what? <laughs> when you were kids, did you read the scary to- stories to tell? That's what I was. Yes, I did. I was the one who wrote it down, so I was going to do it. You yeah. didn't read it? Look at Clark. No, I was the one who put it in the thing oh, at the very last choice. minute. Yeah. Yeah, did you read those? Yeah. yeah. I actually fucking loved them. They're did you, terrifying. Did you just look at the little little short clippings of each one? Yeah. They are yeah. fucking so creepy there was the dark. Pale and they lady. look straight up exactly yeah, like this. Because like the art, that was what made it. The, the, the storylines were okay. Yeah. I think the one that always sticks out to most people is the girl who had with to take her neck, yeah. neck with her ribbon. The girl oh, I, always had, I always hated the spiders <laughs> that came out of the And the that's one of the part of the story. So creepy. So yeah, there was the pale lady. There was that. I know that the scarecrow, I forget, Harold was a scarecrow was in the poster. The man who couldn't control his voice. There was that one. Yeah, he just got way too loud all the time. Oh, there's the I don't <laughs> kind of bird-like looking person. Stupid. There's the one who like breaks through the door. I don't remember that. Like they compared what all four. There was one more that I thought the pedantic. Oh, guy. The, the pirate yeah. who took my who took my big toe. My virginity. Um, but apparently, what I find really cool about it is it. Um, <laughs> Was it a butt pirate? Yeah, it was. He's a missing master. That was an interesting illustration in that oh series for third grade. But that's what made those bugs. The illustrations yeah, yeah. are incredible. And what was what's cool about the plot is that it does have one. It's not a vignette of all those stories. They're building it as though it's a bunch of kids, sort of similar to it. They're trying to figure out all the disappearance and murders in their town, and something is causing all of these things to be occurring but do you think that like because they originally started as vignettes that trying to stitch them together is going to inherently make it like a weaker like i think of like uh in musicals when they have a bunch of songs and they're like how do we write a story that fits all these songs it becomes a pretty boring plot well it's not going to be all of them or like porn i would imagine they're going to take yeah (laughs) how do we connect all these anal scenes i never thought of porn that way (laughs) you gotta make sure to put in some kissing then blowjobs swapping blowjobs swapping blowjobs then some nipple play business transaction of some sort yeah i really so i I think i was a pizza delivery where i want to invent like a tool that when you play a porno it really just pulls the best 10 second clips from each of the sections of the porno you know you're going to see so yeah. you like immediately can get to coming they're compilation videos anyways I'll see you <laughs> compilation videos compilations yeah, yeah. yeah. but so, those are ones are for anyways yeah. but so to your point the thing that I I think it'll probably and I haven't seen it like I haven't seen a lot of them besides more of the trailers or reading about them but like the Goosebumps book because the Goosebumps yeah. are encompassing of a lot of the different storylines mm-hmm. and they're not going to use all of them they're probably going to use ones that make sense for the plot but I would imagine there's some sort of dimensional thing that's causing all these aberrations to happen. But isn't that worse? Because then you're giving, like, this is the the Cloverfield Why the scary paradox. stuff is happening. Yeah, when you're answering what the thing that is supposed to essentially be a mystery comes from, it removes the, the, the terror of it. 
I mean, I, I didn't necessarily find any of them. They were almost like really. If you didn't have the terrifying imagery, they kind of read like creepy Shell Silverstein, not like stories that didn't rhyme. Like, have you ever read Shell Silverstein? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. sidewalk. Uh, so, like, yeah, like I the to, sidewalk. Yeah, yeah like, like, have you ever read Doctor Seuss? He wasn't a real I, doctor. I, I, Trust Guillermo del Toro, mm-hmm. though. He's producing That's it. That's what makes me feel better. I, he's yeah. definitely is gonna, he pr- just producing or is he I think he's director? just producing oh, okay. it. Well, it looks he creepy as fuck. He knows what the fuck, fuck he's doing. Yeah, I don't yeah. like that the trailers had a voiceover. I thought it would have been creepier if they had removed that. It's like, from the, the children's book. Oh, that, yeah. In a world yes, without children's books. the nation. And you're like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so, Why the Last Man has a release date for 2020. It's just Why, though. Uh, it's just going to be called Why. Why, why though? Why? Um, I still don't like the guy that they cast for the for Why. I don't know. Who, I don't remember who that was. But Barry Keegan. I'll be sho- yeah. I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> um, oh. So, Brian K. Vaughn is like, now... Producing so many yeah. of his works, yeah, uh, I feel like he's going to start moving into like like Stan Lee territory where he just stops doing the writing, which I think he's pretty good at, and then just does like production of all the stuff he's already done. I think he's more going to be more like Mark Miller, Mark mm. or Mark Millar, who has a deal with Netflix uh, to like do uh, adaptations of a lot of the comics he's done, but also have Netflix help him publish some of the comics. That he's doing. Like, he did, like, The Magic Order, I think, is one of them. Yeah. He did Chosen, a bunch of other comics. I I feel like this show is, well, I mean, depending how they actually write it, it'll be, like, very timely. Because, like, I think this is such a good opportunity for a really diverse cast. I agree with that. Um, and also to tell some really good storyline, and especially, like, what would the world be like if it was all with a, with, yeah. with a matriarchy. Right. Yeah. Like, it'll be kind of really cool to see what they, they plan with them. That's why I like so much about the book. Um, I'm nervous what they're going to do with the villain, quasi-villain, which is the, um, oh, what is her name? Israeli? Um, Benjamin Israeli. Oh, the... Oh, no, shoot. Netanyahu. It's a single oh, name. Yeah. I can't think. So it's an A, I think? Alice? No. Alan? But uh, just the same, I don't know what they're going to do with that, because it doesn't put Israel in the best light. Yeah. I don't know. They're like... It was, I was about to spoil well, I'm not going to touch that. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is an assassination situation that is not the most positive yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, I did forget about I also that. Think and it also makes it like, oh, women are totally fucked up in this world, too, without men. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to... I said it before, I don't know what they're going to do with this show. It's, it's, a very it's not the most positive for women. It's, it's, not, it's negative about humanity. To have the to have the protagonist be male in a yes. completely female universe. A single male is the most important character. <laughs> yeah. in but he's in also a, I wanted, era. But they make it from the monkey's perspective, so he doesn't understand English at all. Well, so that's the thing. I think they can do a better job of making it more of an ensemble esque show, which they probably will. They do. have to. Yeah. Because yeah. I think Agent Three Fifty Seven is that what Five Three Fifty Five. I think she was you great. Idiot. The doctor was great. Like, there's so much opportunity to turn it well, like to do it right. But yeah, it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of shitty ass commentary if they don't play it correctly. Yeah. What's uh, Pennyworth? Pennyworth is about Alfred Pennyworth, the butler of Batman. I uh, yes. It's it's go on. It's, so it's about it's yeah. like about like <laughs> uh, maybe you've heard of him. That's yeah. He's a butler. So he all he does every episode he makes sandwiches. He cleans. The living room. No, this is that like was, 30 years he before. Bustles. What's his name? Uh, Dan Harmon has a joke about 
Penny, like Alfred having to both like do all this stuff to help Batman, but then he's like also has to, to be a butler. butler. Like, can't I pretend to be someone fun? Yeah. No, you have to be the butler. He's got to make sandwiches, <laughs> and then he has to iron like the bat suit. Yeah. Um, it takes place in 1960s London. He meets up terrible. with Thomas Wayne for the first time, who's Bruce Wayne's father. Yeah. And they go on adventures. What is the deal with DC and prequelitis? Because you had Gotham, which is about to end. You've got Krypton. I think they're working on like a metropolis. I think they're uh, too show. afraid to test the waters of doing big, important TV properties. Yeah, because all, they're using their B and I mean they used, did use the Flash. He's like probably a B plus character. He's an A character. A minus. He's not like the big three. Like I'm just saying, like they've. There, I think something about it, I bet there's some level of executive that's like, we can't use our properties on TV that way because we'll, they'll be painted in a bad light. Instead, let's give it, let's do some shitty ass movies that are way too serious and boring as fuck. But like, that's, I think that's the, there's something holding them back from just saying like, let's just fucking do a Batman TV show and put a shitload of money I, into I think it. the mechanism, I, oh sorry. You're fine. Oh, the mechanism of television is naturally disinclined toward endings. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mm-hmm. want they don't want to tell any of the stories where something has is going to stop. Yeah. Right. Because they want their productions to keep going. Productions that are middle stories are really hard to make unique and interesting, so they become boring really quickly. I think there's something about prequels in general that television happens to like a lot more because they're an unknown story, they can continue for a while, and you've got all the backward lore that you've established from having told the same Batman stories over and over again. Yeah, I it mean... It makes it seem like it's a little bit easier to build on the mythos. I mean, totally. It seems like it's a safe uh, way to make an investment yeah. for any kind of uh, any kind of fiction, but I'm also kind of done mm. with it. Yeah. It's like, I know where the destination is going to take me, mm. and I don't I care... And I don't care enough about the... The machinations or like the various things to get get us to you know you, the starting point of the actual. Well, because the bigger point is like especially the plot line is like he's fighting the Raven Society, which is supposed to be a potential matchup to the Court of Owls, but it's not. Yeah. It's like a fake allegory, and so it's like you could literally name the show like British Man in the Sixties, and it would. Be I would the watch exact the same shit story. out of that. British Man. <laughs> like, the none of the, they're going to yeah. do little Easter eggs. Um, I do have breaking news. Apparently, the Dark Tower TV series is scheduling production dates, which it was supposed to be canceled uh, because the movie failed. Yeah. And so, so is it going to be at all related to the movie? It was so I um, no because the movie was just a retell uh, an alternate retelling of stuff from the books. Yeah, I never actually followed anything correctly. What was really especially strange is that the whole setup was that they would do three movies, and in between the movies, they would do the TV show. I think mm. to fill in the blanks. And so all of that got washed away, but apparently it's back on track um, to start production in mid-April. We're I'm, back. I'm guessing. Back online. Uh, they, that's hilarious. According to the site, the two-year delay is the result of Amazon wanting to distance itself uh, from the poor film's poor reception. So I would say it probably won't have anything to do with so, it. No. Going back in time, we were just talking about all these films, TV shows taking place in the past. Um I wasn't going to talk about this, but Archie uh, TV show Riverdale is going to have a spinoff that takes place like four years after all of Riverdale is going to take place. So four years after. Yeah. So oh. Josie from Josie and the, the, Cop- Cop- the it, it's called Katie Keene. And it's, a, that was another Archie related series where yeah. she's like a famous model in New York. Kathy Keene, right? Yeah. Well, Whatever. Like, yeah. Either or, but anyways, no, it's Kathy Keene. Oh, okay. there's no age, okay. but, um, yeah. So it's really weird that they're just going to like skip over the next 
six years worth of television show and just obviously she's not going to die in it because she's going to be later on. So it's just that's weird interesting, that, huh? They're, they're yeah. straight up pulling the exact opposite with versus Bennyworth. Well, as far as uh, shows, we're bringing news because I read a bit more of the article. The Dark Tower TV series is actually going to be a prequel to the main book. So oh, no! <laughs> oh, we're really just mixing it back and forth. They all worked well together inadvertently. And tell one of those stories from Roland's past about uh, being a young boy and uh, with uh, this whole... It's, it doesn't sound very good. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, it seems there is not going to be a Dark Tower TV series at all. They just canceled it. Or uh, Adam is having a vivid hallucination. <laughs> uh, Why not both? Uh, speaking of vivid hallucinations and shows that are going to be canceled, uh, Legion yeah. uh, is going to be canceled. Uh, Legion was going to be canceled. According to the executives, Legion was always yeah, it's prepared. Be canceled. Look at our article. End. Look at our article. It's going to be canceled. Clickbait, clickbait, clickbait. Yeah, they were, Comicbook.com, they're gonna, that series. It's like, they're going to, it's canceled. What's canceled? Season four. Well, season three hasn't come out. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know what it is. Also, Noah Hawley never said he wanted to keep doing the show over and over again. Yeah. And also, Didn't second sense, second yeah. season was a bit of a disappointment. So well, we especially know how much that threw you for a loop. Yeah. And it threw all of us for a loop. I was um, not very happy. But we do before. have yeah. something about the casting yeah. for Legion. Harry Lloyd uh, from Game of Thrones, uh, Theory of Everything, Iron Lady... We'll be playing Professor. He played Price. Margaret Thatcher. He did. He, okay. heard, he played a young uh, Thatcher child. Um, I can't remember which one. What? Mm. He was. He, he was like in a. I thought she played. He played her husband. Wasn't her husband? No, he's he a younger age. Thatched yet. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, and then Gabrielle <laughs> Holler. Up that joke later, Brett. Gabrielle Holler. <laughs> we're leaving that then. Uh, we'll be played by uh, S- uh, Stephanie Cornelison, who was in Mr. Robot. Um, Just something to watch, um, but also in Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, who was um, both of those actors, uh, respectively, are thirty-five and thirty-one. Yeah, the guy who's currently playing David Holler is thirty-six. I don't see I why think it's it can't good. take place in the past. I know, I, just, I, I know, but I just think that's funny. Yeah, like, like they cast him as parents. Yeah, but it's gonna I, be a how much are they going to be there? Uh, probably, I would, I would imagine if they are more than one or two episodes. It'll be a, like uh, a flashback in every episode or every other episode to when uh, Charles and Gabrielle were younger and uh, okay. when they when they met up, you know. So I don't Do know. We have what's that awful? The, what's the not? Oh, what's that uh, character's name? The female character who's from who has the future self in the oh, oh Sid Hater. Yeah, but anyways, yeah. I do like that. There, since ma- there's a the future stuff, yeah. maybe they actually have some past, past related stuff, time yeah. travel as well. I do like that she's going, they're positioning it strongly that she's like the hero. Oh, I can't stand it. She's my least favorite character by a thousand percent. I do not, not want to watch her. Not the person who raped, raped somebody and then went bad and then broke bad for no reason. No, I mean, he's awful, but we're supposed to like her. And I as, hate as when we're supposed to like somebody that I hate. Yeah, like Satan in Paradise Lost is a great character, but he's not a great person. Fair mm. enough. But she stared at a... Clock I while think water was boiling person. for him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you're you are dating him yeah. or married to oh him. Excuse gosh. me. Um, so also, Clark uh, Gregg will, yeah. won't be playing Phil Coulson in uh, Agents of Shield. <laughs> you're not. Oh, Clark! By the Phil way, Greg Coulson. is not. Yeah, Clark. Greg will <laughs> not be. Oh, I'm disappointed now. Phil Coulson in Agents of Shield season six. He will be playing some Mystery other mysterious character, character yeah. which um, 
you know, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be released this summer. Makes it sound like there's going to be some tie-in to perhaps what's going on with Captain Marvel and the scrolls. They might be a I scroll. thought they weren't tying into anything anymore. They Maybe can. that's what they but that's what they would say if I they mean, were secretly tying. They into get, they they do it from time to time because they did. There was the the whole plot line towards the end of season five was that there was a secret organization. It was actually it was um, Hydra. I think was trying to bargain with the this intergalactic. They were called like the fucking stampede. There's some confederate. They were like the Confederacy or some shit. They were gonna protect the. They earth. were in Georgia. Yeah, they're gonna protect the Earth. That's what they film. They were gonna protect the Earth from Thanos and that whole thing. Just and the like, Union. Yeah, exactly. It was. What maybe it was a called the Confederacy. It was something very weird. But I actually. It was full of dunces. I was almost wondering if like he would also potentially be the um, character from. What did Nick Fury in the comics end up becoming? Oh, the Unseen? Yeah, because he was basically, he basically supposed to die at the end of season five. Like, he had some sort of secret, like, evil cancer or whatever hmm. from He's the He's going to sit the on the moon in chains? I don't know. I feel like something's going to be weirder than tying it with the movies. I just don't see it. Especially when they haven't really gone into the scroll world of the movies that much. Oh, let's do a, let's do a, I'm going to do a quick news uh, flat. What did I call it before? A flash. Newsflash. Newsflash. Do 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 do. Clark Cloak and Dagger season two is going to air in two Are months. We hey, it's the return of everyone's favorite game. Did it happen? Boo. Mine is. Are the straights okay? Are the straights? Yes, that's an ongoing series, which will be for everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the new Fox will keep the Simpsons and the network's bold attitude. I didn't know exactly what that meant because I tried to read the article and so it's, it's just a lot of children. fucking gabber. Yeah, totally. Gabber, Gabber. You know what, Gabber? Yo, yo, Gabber, Gabber. They're bringing that up. Yeah. And Bonanza. Oh, God. Um, Yeah, it's just going to be fucking reality shows, animated series, and sports now. They're they're getting two new animated series. That's basically all they're going to do now. Uh, Are they Seth MacFarlane? Is it like another spinoff of Family Guy that we won't care about? No. Oh. Amy Poehler is the one who's in charge oh, of Oh, I would watch that. Yeah. Oh, bless the hearts. Uh, Marvel's female superhero show on uh, ABC was nixed. Uh, because they hate women. Boo. Probably. Um, and then also the Muppets on Disney Plus rumor? Yes. it's uh, gonna. It, they're gonna ignore the last two movies and they're going to oh go straight God. to um, the last one that was actually... Kind of amazing back in the day, the uh, Great Muppet. Not God, I wish it was Great Muppet Caper. That's my favorite one. Uh, Muppets, Muppets Take, Take Manhattan. Manhattan is a really. For good some one. reason, Rolf is fucking going missing. As if we give a shit about Rolf. I love Rolf. Who gives nah. a shit about him though? Enough to make a movie. And Josh Gad is going to be in it, so that's less exciting. <laughs> <laughs> there was a funny thing where uh, when my sister was little, uh, people used to say she was like Rolf from the Muppets. <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow. By people Jesus! Jesus! <laughs> My nickname was it just you would just call her a bitch? Is that what I'll, put, I'll post a photo online. <laughs> call her all, the female uh, version of all. Adam's nickname back then was People. <laughs> I actually like more in my head that you never realized that your sister was wrong. <laughs> Can you tell me the most important news of the week? Well, someone asked Wendy's, the fast food chain, yeah. uh, if they would pick Marvel or DC. And Wendy's... Picked Marvel. Yeah. And then they listed their favorite runs. And then they said, we don't hate DC. There's some runs that we really like. And they listed Booster Gold, which I was really surprised to see. Yeah. And then a Batman run. Yeah. Um, Your favorite, Clay. And it was, who was was the, Kayla, do you want to fill in? Because you're more of a Twitter expert. Um, I don't remember what they said, but... uh, uh, It was Gail Simone. Gail Simone, who uh, started tweeting at all these other fast food chains. Yes. 
And they found Gail out, like, Simone, uh, the writer of Popeyes? Domino. Popeyes? Uh, so they asked Steakums, Steakums, which is a regional chain somewhere, what's your favorite? You They're like, Steakums? I'm, I'm, Steakums? Obviously not. So good. Uh, stay, uh, they, she asked Steakums, and they're like, we stand with the Valley in comics, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. And then she like tweeted at Sabaro. It's like, what's your favorite? Sabaro never re- responded as far oh, as I know. Oh, fucking Sabaro. Does Sabaro even have a social media manager? <laughs> they, they have someone. Oh, Moon Pie has one that's really good. Yeah. Uh, Steakums is okay occasionally. I wonder um, how you get that job. Because I need a new one. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should hear that, that Adam's company. Is uh, working for Moon Pies? Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, I mean, as they, Jay. Yeah. Uh, just Clark, Jay. were there any that you particularly liked? What is any that? Ruling, any of the Any of the fast food companies that picked a side that you thought was... No, I didn't fun. read any other ones. I just really like Wendy's most recent tweet that was, Somewhere in the multiverse, we are Spider Wendy. He does have a little history with redheads. <laughs> I just like how they're like putting that's themselves in the story now. That's, that's pretty clever. Yeah. All right. So why don't we talk about some comic books? Comics. Yeah. So we had two big ones, two X Men ones. Uh, the first issue of Marvelous X Men, which is the first miniseries in Age of X Men, uh, and it was by the writers of X Men Age of X Men Alpha. So it's continuing the storyline that we saw last week. What did you guys think of it? I was a little. Unconcerned with the whole thing, and not unconcerned, but I didn't underwhelmed. Yeah, but no, I like unconcerned. Were you I just didn't care. I didn't Were care. Were you whelmed by it? I... We're talking about Young Justice. Well, it looks very nice, and I think what I liked about it is that what I liked about it was that I almost liked that it was so like eh, because I mean it's a utopia, so there's no like villains. Everyone's a mutant. Everything's relaxed. Like, what's the one thing that could come after you? Mother Nature. I thought that was a cool play on it. Although I was like. Yeah. And I also think it's kind of interesting because technically, like, when there's a giant forest fire, X-Men, X-Man can't, like, do much, right? I mean, I guess you could rewrite reality again, Yeah. but I just found it kind of interesting. I was like, oh, this is actually a plot Well, there are, there are they... actual, like, emergency services. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what I liked most about it, I'm yes, sorry, Clark. Yes, I was literally looking at the same, same page panel. Yeah, so it was, um, so Nate has, Nate Gray has an innate hatred, sorry, uh, hatred for uh, couples. And so that's why in so this crazy. in this universe is nobody can couple. Everybody is an individual. And so he doesn't even want people um, living in the same right. domicile. So he created this cul-de-sac of all of like the team, uh, and they all have their own little houses uh, 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 where they where they live. It's it's actually a very interesting I don't know idea and plot point. Which they also, house do you think is which? They, they don't definitely see nature girls. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, Colossus is the giant metal one. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the other ones are, but uh, there's nowhere to park. <laughs> where, where do people park their cars? They're X Men. They don't need cars. They fly it is, and shit. Does Nature Girl fly? They she, have. They've got. As the we see later, she gets on a fucking bear and rides around. I oh, that it. bear! I made me think of you. Where's no, my favorite parking? character is Isabella. Uh, Isabel, the black-tailed jackrabbit who adores uh, Colossus. Oh yeah, she's my favorite character. I think the cast is interesting. Uh, it's enough new flavor with enough old. Um, yeah. How big of a dick move is it that Nate Gray can create an entire fictional universe uh, populated with buildings, streets, people, problems? But he can't give Colossus another arm. Nah. <laughs> he just leaves. Like he doesn't. Arm. He doesn't deserve it. That's yeah. why. But they're definitely tying into uh, Apocalypse and the X tracks. Yeah, very, very much I did so. like that kick in, and yeah. I like the fact that like they're obviously like the nem like the nemesis or nemesis, whatever. Yeah. But 
it's like they're spreading the language of love. Like yeah. it's so interesting. I bring you love. It is kind of. A, I do like this. Like it feels a lot better than House of M, where they immediately started like something's wrong. I gotta figure this out. Yeah. It's like I'm glad I'm reading to like live in this world to see that it's like kind of normal but kind of weird. And and I mean I've been reading X Men a long time. I know Clark has too. And like I have never seen anything like this in X Men comics. And I'm, that's why I'm honestly yeah completely enraptured by it because it's new and it's different. What did you think about Nate? Uh, saying, you know, he basically he basically explains to Laura uh, that like he's kind of created this world a little bit, yeah, and that he can't let her see her sister. Um, I think it's an incredibly cruel move on his part. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cruel. It's like, um, yeah, the reason why you're remembering is this because like, this is not the world that you grew up in. But I can't let you go back to it and see your sister. But do you? you I mean, in my what that struck me as was like kind of villain monologuing where they've given away. Yeah, I did it thirty five minutes ago. Shouldn't have done. Maybe, and that could be. Yeah, could be like straight up hubris on his part. Well, and I like the idea because they've done this twice now, where it's like he's like she's like, how have we never talked about this? And I was like, you probably have. He's probably just fucking mind wiped you, just like he they mind wiped Jean Grey, like. Yeah, they're just no, like, but he did it in a really bitchy way. Like he didn't, I like he didn't mind why he, he was like, waited. "We don't have honest talks anymore." <laughs> why never do you, why do you think gossip. she's able to remember these things more than other people? That's a good question. Is, is, is it her, factor? you know, yeah, her brain healing factor kind of thing. That's it might, that thing. might be it. Uh, she, she was like also one of the only people I think who grabbed one of those uh, baby containers. Maybe there's something special about it. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. I love that maybe, they're just baby. cloning babies since people can't have sex anymore. That was very creepy. This yeah. is where we're going, people. Gays are here. We're going to start cloning That's people. exactly. That's part of the gay agenda. <laughs> um, can we switch over? Yeah, yeah let's talk about Uncanny yeah, 11. Uh, well, sorry, can I say one last thing? Yeah. Because yeah, during sure. their talk, he's he's like, uh, you had a daughter, uh, sister. Uh, oh, can I see her? And he goes, no. And then her immediate response is to try to stab, stab him in the head. Stab him in I the know. head. Not ask why. Just stab him. Oh, my God. Anyways. Okay. Uncanny 11. The return of a full run by Matt Rosenberg and Salvador La Roca on artistry. I really enjoyed it. I loved it. I feel like we've seen similar, but I don't think we've seen similar this good. Uh, I agree. I think this is uh, part of Cyclops' long road back to redemption. I fucking... I mean, I'm so in love I, with the I Cyclops. didn't realize how much... I, I, I always love Cyclops, but this is like Cyclops is fucking amazing. I don't want him to redeem himself. He's at the perfect level right now. Yes. Like, I just want him to be like this forever. Yeah. My favorite panel was the end of the first story, Cyclops' story, when uh, after they kill off the Reavers and everybody, and uh, they just you like say one way or other. Basically, it's like Slim, Wolverine. Well, now that we've caught yeah. up, you know, it's no. like, I'm like, it's great. It's because these two have such a long shared history and they haven't been on panel together for a very long yeah. time. That was uh, a fun uh, reveal. Yeah. It was very well done. The entire first was so good. And, and just I, filling in the blanks was really cool. Uh, uh, what did you guys think of uh, the end of uh, Blindfold? Like her taking uh, her life? So I, I, I mean, I also want to say rest in peace, Loa, but I think this is necessary for her storyline. I mean... It, she's all about the future, all about kind of telling the future that I think it's necessary for her to die in terms of it. If I love that this is forever. Yeah. Quote. Mm. I, I don't like that she's dead because I love her, but at the same point, I, I 
feel like this is the right storyline for her. I never yeah. even, I like haven't, besides like her appearing in random books that we started reading since we started this, I didn't know much about the character and I was really emotionally like sad. It was yeah. really well done. Yeah. That, the writing was fantastic. So, Ryan Crow is not here. Uh, like the new X-Men run is like one of his favorites. The Not the Grant Morrison, but mm-hmm. like the, the one after I'm the Academy X Kids. I'm hot second too. Uh, but like I really want to, like next week when he's back, I'd love to get his take on you know losing a character that he really liked. Yeah, I lost two that I really liked right then. Yeah, I also like that they brought in a lot of characters like through Generation Hope, mm-hmm. and Callisto's in there, and Generation X. Yeah, Chamber. Jo- Chamber. Yeah, yeah. Our one friend read it and said it felt like a very book of old to him, like because he hasn't picked up comics in a while. And I was like, yeah, I would agree they with just, that. I, it felt very t- all very natural. It, like, yeah, I, it tied so many different characters throughout the entire history. It was so good. Um, for sure. And I really wish that this had been the first issue of Uncanny X Men. And instead of the ten issue lead up to, yeah, they should have just X-Men. called that something else. They should have said like an age X Men or just be yeah. X Men disassembled and yeah, make that a mini series. Ten mini series, yeah. And then this could have been X Men uh, number. Because you're right, it's a weird start. It's like basically just number one. It is, and it's it's an extra long issue. I mean, it costs like seven dollars. First yeah, of all, it's three cool. story or eight dollars. It's three storylines that all kind of mm-hmm. interweave with one another. What did you think? You're, I mean, relatively new to the X-Men. Um, I thought it was a little Shut bit up, um, annoying how divergent I think the art styles were. Mm. Because there were some of them that made me feel like, oh, this is like, this feels like it's old and it's kind of a settled story. Mm-hmm. Like I'm coming upon a book that has a rich history to it. Right. And other parts, it felt like it was very modern. Yeah. And I don't know which one I liked more, but I didn't like that it felt like it wasn't as cool. So there was a little discordant for you. Yeah, I really, I loved the, the method of having these three perspectives. Yeah. And how well they did the interlocking. Yeah. And that they had um, uh, Madrox perfectly as a character mm-hmm. throughout every single phase of them. Yeah. I don't understand all of Blindfold and what her deal is. She but was I was sad that she yeah. like uh, died. Right? Yeah. Well, because she was like confused. Because there was parts where she was like seeing the past and confusing the two. I also like that we have Layla Miller back again. Yeah, I knew you'd be excited about Who, this. So what's the story? She's an X Factor. She oh, she yeah. also Thanks. had a lot of knowing the future kind of stuff because she actually had traveled to the future. It was she's a freaking mind fuck of spinning around through all sorts of timelines and stuff. I absolutely love her. I like the fact she has no idea who Blindfold is, even though she knows the future and, and Blindfold knows the future, and she should well be well aware of who she is. <laughs> yeah. But it's just interesting that she doesn't. Two fortune tellers who have to meet <laughs> that are never going to yeah. meet. She was blindfolded a daughter of destiny. Is that what? No, they they alluded they, for a minute and yeah. then they didn't really afterwards. Yeah, I never never finished reading that. Okay, um, uh, go ahead. My favorite thing was once again uh, with, with Cyclops and Captain America, and just basically saying, "Why the fuck are the Avengers never ever right. helping us? Because no. they never do." That's what yeah, I never, was, never reading do. that reading that part was like. I, I actually even exclaimed to uh, my boyfriend. I was like, "Cyclops is really cool." Like I was like, his <laughs> like just the dialogue and like his perspective right now is like that's the kind of perspective I would expect at this point for the X Men to have, not to be like evil, but also be smart enough to not be like. We just have to fight and everything will be okay. So like, I've made this point before is I really loved the Cyclops that was in there, the sort of the post House of M and right before AVX. Right. Yeah. And it was like he was the leader of this team and leader of like a people, especially when they got decimated <laughs> to 198 mutants. And it's like, 
we got to do whatever we can to survive. Yeah. Like, it's just on us now. I, and he became kind of a militant leader, but he wasn't quite a villain. And then fucking Bendis, like, like ruined him. Oh, I'm, and and I like him. Brian Michael Bendis. I think he's nope. also good stuff. But uh, he ruined Cyclops by making him almost a straight-up, like, Magneto-esque villain. And I, I think that was just total character assassination. And the writers after that, right. like, just made it worse and worse and worse. This Cyclops, Captain America thing reminds me entirely of, if Ryan would talk about two new mutants, um, back right after House of M number 28, right after the, oh, like, 24 different students, 42 different students blew up in that bus. Yeah. Where Emma Frost is talking to Captain, not, well, Captain Marvel now, but Miss Marvel at the time, where... She, this Marvel's trying to be like, oh yeah, we can help out each other. We're so good. We can finally join up and everything. And Emma Frost eats her alive. She's. Uh, let me go a quick quote of this. Touching. And yes, Carol, we saw what happened in Stanford, which was when mm-hmm. kids uh, blew Civil up. War, yeah. Uh, because the X Men went, went there to help, which begs the question: Where were the Avengers when we needed help? Where were you? Forty-two of our students were killed in a rocket attack. Blah blah blah. One of them was a thirteen-year-old. Now, how odd. I don't see the Avengers here pulling her body from the wreckage. It was just this moment where you're like, fuck you, Miss Marvel, and fuck you. Every single Avenger who's not fucking doing shit to help these people. I really like the perspective of the mutants in that argument. I don't understand why society at large is like, in the comics we've read, is like, fuck you, mutants, and isn't like... Captain America, Really going against the Hulk and all... I mean, they, they do complain a little bit, and there are... There are those, like, senators who are, we've got to, like, put rules on them. But for the most part, it seems like people are kind of okay. So, the stories for the Avengers and stuff aren't based around... There's a reason for that, and I, I get the discrepancy, but the in-story reason is because those heroes, for the most part, they are either, uh, they have powers because they created, like, a suit for themselves, like sure. like Iron Man, they were they given a serum. from their whatever. Right, right. so it was... Not a, from they genetics. Were, correct, so it's the genetics... Part of it, it's almost like Neanderthals. If they were mm. like you know sentient, seeing Cro Magnon come in and saying, "Oh fuck, this is the next well, stage they, of yeah, evolution." Yeah, they're evolution. They know they're being, re- they know yeah. they're being replaced. They're being saved. replaced yeah. by people better and more important than they in terms of ability. Right. So there is there is just a real fear, uh, an innate fear of like we're eventually going to be replaced. And I think the best X Men stories talk about that kind of evolution and the fear of, of, of uh, the future shock of that evolution. I mean, that's a okay. freaking Republican everybody right now. They don't want all these immigrants coming in and changing the color of America, basically. Yeah. So, um, um, so we're, we are trying to figure out our sign-off uh, for our podcast. So we're, over the next few weeks, going to try and shop around a few different endings. Kaylin, do you want to lead the ending you suggested? Yes. yes. Homo, Homo superior, superior disassembled! disassembled.